This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and this week in episode 22, we're going to be looking at techie alternatives to written reports. When I started homeschooling, I did use a lot of written reports for my children. They would read books, I would ask them for a book report, or perhaps they would have to write an essay about something related to the book. Likewise, we would do history and science and whatever, and there often were written reports required. The reports um, were for two main different reasons. Sometimes it was to see if they had mastery of the subject that they had been studying. When they'd been reading a book, had they actually understood the themes of the book? Did they understand what the author was trying to say? And so I would want them to write so that I could tell that they actually had read and paid attention and understood. Other times it was a way for them to present research. They would go away, research a specific topic and then write a paper on it. But I really started realizing that there were other ways to check for mastery when my oldest daughter was in 11th grade. And I had for a while sort of known about a contest called National History Day. Um, it was sort of, it was on my radar, but for some reason in 11th grade, I realized my oldest daughter was very good at writing papers. And I thought perhaps a new skill would be a good idea. And I got her to do National History Day and to enter in the video category to make a movie. Um, I've done a whole episode on National History Day. So if this sounds at all intriguing, do go and listen to that. But this was what... Uh, got me started in thinking about different ways of presenting what students have learned and the techie alternatives. As I started teaching online and um, as I continue teaching my own children, I have incorporated a lot of these different ideas and I thought you might be interested to hear of some new ways that you could be getting your children to both report back on what they've learned and to and to present research. So what I think the benefits are to doing some doing some of, doing some of these some of these well, the first thing is it's fun. I'm all about making education as fun as possible. Children don't always love writing essays and this is a a difference something different something fun now I'm not saying they shouldn't also learn how to write essays I made sure that my kids could write a written report too for when they got to college but um, there is no need to do that for every single thing that they have to that you want to see their mastery of or to see what research they have done the second reason why is that it's very easy to share what they're done with family and friends. Okay, you can email an, an essay that your child has written, take a picture if they handwrite it and send it to them. But, you know, the chances of them actually wanting to read an essay are a bit small. However, some of these ideas I'm going to give you today, your family will be delighted to receive. Grandparents will be wowed, um, nieces and nephews and cousins will get a kick out of seeing what your children have done too. And thirdly, 
in doing some of these things, they're going to be learning some tech skills. And as our world becomes increasingly more technological, they're going to need to be really adept with using um, online tools. And so here you can merge two different skills, both the skill of learning whatever you're wanting them to learn or to, to um, uh, have mastered, and secondly, actually the tech skill involved. So with that intro, let's go straight in and take a look at these ideas. So the first idea is to get them to create a slideshow. This is one you possibly thought of. It is something they'll probably need to do at college and in the workplace. Um, I talk about it in my uh, podcast episode about Google Slides. Obviously, you can use Keynote, you can use PowerPoint, you can also use Prezi, which is a different form of um, presenting slideshows. Uh, it is it, it is a way for them to use a lot more visuals and learn not to use too many words, but still to get the main points across. The next way is to use video, just as my daughter did with National History Day. Um, I did an entire podcast on different tools, so I'm not going to go into the tools now, but rather just the different types of videos. First of all, you could get your child to simply talk to the screen, just to almost give an oral presentation and just be talking about what they have learned and to record themselves talking instead of having to write it all out. This allows them a certain amount of freedom, being able to just really get into their topic, show their passion without having to think through every single word. They could also do a screencast. Uh, a screencast is where they show what they have done and perhaps here you could even you could even take a slideshow and get them to then do a screencast as they talk their way through the slideshow and then you can send it to family and friends. Another way is of course the way when you actually use movie clips and photos and you blend them all together with voiceover into a little documentary. The final way is to do animation um, and this can be really fun. I use this quite often in my classes where I'll get them to take two famous characters and make them talk to each other, both um, explain the point of view. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, do, there's just lots of fun ways. You can use this for book reports, uh, to create one of the scenes or to talk about the themes or anything. But animation is, is always a lot of fun. The third thing that you could do instead of doing a written report is get your kids to create a comic strip. Um, and this is where tech really helps. I cannot draw, so if you told me to have to do a comic strip by hand, I would be very badly off. However, you could use something like Google Slides on Google Drawings and make your boxes and then put in um, different little characters and use bubbles to create the speech. Or even easier, there is a site called makebeliefscomics.com where it's all set up for you. You just choose how many panels you want and you pick and choose from the different uh, graphics that they have and create your story. I've made my students do things like um, uh, a day in the life of the president. What, what does it look like by doing a comic strip? Fourth idea, social media posts or profiles. You can get your kids to pretend they're some famous character or character out of a book and to create a Facebook for them. Or if you use class tools, again, I've already done an episode on it. They have one called Fakebook. My students have done this. I think it was for one of the presidents. They had to, I, I got them to make one um, in my US history class. You could also get them to have a, a text conversation 
with between two or three characters. This works very well for books as well. Another one that I did was for them to actually create a post um, using clickbait. Now you probably know what clickbait is when you have a picture with a crazy kind of headline and um, people are hoping that you scroll through on Facebook or somewhere else online would click through to see what on earth this could be about. And I got them to do this. I, I remember it was through, I think it was maybe the Spanish-American war that I got the students to create clickbait posts about different uh, occurrences during that war. So here's another way, and those, those are shorter, we're just kind of, you know, something they could do on a specific character or event. Um, something else is to use graphics to create something like a poster. Works very well for geography, where you could get students to make a poster about a, um, a location. They could perhaps create a postcard from a specific location. Um, they could also just do a poster, a wanted poster about a famous criminal. And different spin on this is to create a book cover. They could, you could give them some event in history, science, scientific discovery, tell them to come up with a title of a book that would capture what happened, perhaps even as a historical era, and then to design a book cover which would show some of the main ideas that happened during that person's life or during the time period, or for something scientific, you could do it on a specific topic. Um, again, lots of creativity there, and if you're wanting to know what tools you can use, there is a podcast episode, in fact, the one I did last week, on free graphic tools that your children could use to do this. Uh, I think we had one, two, three, four, five, six. Number six is choose your own adventure. Your children probably have read some choose your own adventure books at some point. Those are the books where you read and you get to the end of a page and they say, if you want to uh, follow the road to the valley, go to page 16, and if you want to climb the mountain, go to page 23, and then your child turns to that page, and at the bottom of that page, again, they have choices. What a fun way for your child to show something that they've learned. Um, I use this in, in US history, right at the beginning of um, that class, when they learning about the different Native American tribes who lived in America before the explorers arrived. And they have to just make a choose your own adventure showing what the daily life of one of those tribes would be like. So you could get to choose, you know, do you want to go hunting or do you want to go fishing? And then you have some adventure that happens there and you keep on clicking through. Uh, you can I also use this in geography. I get the students to do it in one of the Eastern European countries. They, or Eastern countries, they get to pick which country they want and then they make up an adventure in that country using graphics they find and making something reasonable so that the choices actually teach about the place. Of course, this is going to be something if you send to family and friends, they're all going to want to do because it's fun. Um, if you wanted to know how on earth to do this, well, one of the ways is to use Google Slides and you just, on the slide, you make choices and then you click through. Um, I do talk about this in, in the my episode on Google Slides, and I think I give you a link there to how to do it as well. Another site, though, is textadventures.co.uk and slash quest, where you can actually do it fairly easily using their software. Um, the, they have more than one way to do it, but I will tell you the easy way is to do the game books option. 
I will have a link in the show notes. The show notes you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, episode 22. Um, but as I said, select game books and then you can fairly easily set up um, a choose your own adventure. There's also another website called Twine, which I've had a look at, but it's it's a whole lot more complicated. So an easy one, especially if you're doing this with younger students, is I would say the text adventures one is, is easy to actually see immediately what they want you to do. My next idea on what you can do is to get your kids to create a quiz or a game. Instead of them playing a quiz or a game, let them create one with everything that they've learned. Again, Class Tools has fun games that they could create, um, things like Pac-Man. You can go and listen to that episode to hear some of the ones that I enjoy. You could also let them do some kind of a quiz with something like Sporkle or Quizlet, even Google Forms you could use to set up again if you go look at the I have a episode on Google Forms but that is another one you can actually create a, um, a quiz on. If your children know how to code to, in Scratch they could make a game in Scratch whether it's a quiz game or some other kind of game that that somehow includes what they have learned and whatever topic it is. You could also do a digital breakout. And again, I will point you to another episode of mine where I talk about those. That is going to take more work, but you could even get your children to work together to create a digital breakout, which then you share with other homeschool families and friends. And um, I would love to see any. If your kids make any of these fun quizzes and games online, please send them my way. You can get me at um, meryl at mediaangels.com or if you go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, you'll find how to find me on all my social media channels. Then my second last idea is you could get your kids to create a website. This is going to take a lot longer. So this could be a major project for a semester. Um, you can get your children to take a big topic and divide it up into different pages, which you then use um, do on the website. And there are just so many different um, things you can do on a website. You can then include video on it. You can have maybe a quizzes on it. You can have um, you can add in timelines if it's history. But this is a way that they can really get to grips with. Uh, some topic and show what they have learned. The nice thing about a website is they can also easily, as with most of these things, but they can share it not just with family and friends, but if they publish it and it's not just private, other people can actually find it and use it and learn. And I found that children always seem to do better if they think that what they're doing might be read by more than just their mom. It's a little demotivating to spend hours and hours writing an essay that your mom, maybe your dad is going to read, maybe a grandparent. But when you say, why don't you make a website and other people can see what you've learned too, this is something that um, that really might get your kids to work a whole lot harder than what you're expecting them to. There are a lot of free websites out there. Um, WordPress is um, obviously one of them that's well known. I particularly like Strikingly, but anything uh, that you can just Google and find that your kids would enjoy using. They, you could also get them to blog. So for instance, you could get your children to blog through a, um, a book that they're reading. So if you wanted them to study, say, Shakespeare, they could actually, every scene, they could write a blog post and say what they've learned and what strikes them and whatever you like. So that's just another different way of doing things. And my final idea is that they could create an ebook. Now you could obviously just use um, Google uh, Docs to create an ebook, 
but there is a really fun online site that makes it easy. Again, I, I use this in my some of my high school classes. And in fact, one of my students actually found it and showed it to me. It's called storyjumper.com. And uh, I get my high schoolers to create books for younger children. So they're nice, beautiful, colored books and you can share them online freely if you want to actually make a print copy that is when you have to pay for it but you can just take the link and share it again with family and friends and I know that many of them have really enjoyed doing this as a way to show what they've learned instead of sitting and writing papers at this point I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor fundafundacademy.com they do use many of these in their classes. So not all the teachers use them, but a number of the teachers do enjoy using different ways for the children to show their, their mastery of what they're learning, to make it a bit more fun and techy. And um, many of the children actually enjoy this. This is both for their unit studies and also for their online high school classes. So if you enjoyed this episode, do tell your friends about it. And if you use any of these ideas and want to show me what your children have done, I would love to see it. So please do remember to send them on to me. And of course, as always, if you would like to give us a rating and review, we would be very glad for that. See you again next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.